It is my privilege to present the following program that was inspired by the way American businesses and organizations have responded to the events of September 11th. It's part of a special series produced by Heartbeat of America called Keeping America Strong. Each program spotlights a business or organization that is helping to do exactly that, keep America strong. Having served in the United States Navy for many years, I fully appreciate the important role small and middle-sized businesses play in the very fabric of our country, and I salute the professionals who lead these companies and thus keep America strong. They are the very backbone of our free enterprise system, and today on this program, you will meet the individuals behind one such organization. I'll be back later in the program to introduce the Keeping America Strong Award. And now, let's learn more about the organization we are honoring today. Today, the eyes and ears of the 21st century are focused on new developments, new technologies, new emerging companies. We're on the scene to bring it to you as it happens. We anchor from our new studios in Los Angeles and then go out all over America to get to the heart of the story. I'm Bert Tenzer. I'm Bella Shaw. I'm Doug Llewellyn. I'm William Shatner, and this is Heartbeat of America. Our show focuses on corporate America, its stories, its drama, its breakthrough. We'll be going out today to report on an organization that is impacting our lives and shaping our future, an organization that truly is the heartbeat of America. In the 20th century, a group of future Americans led by William Shatner ventured out into the universe. The challenge? To take the American spirit and courage to the final frontier of man, outer space. It was an exciting time on television, but it was only a fantasy. It's the challenge to unite America and to keep our economy and our country moving forward. This has inspired Heartbeat of America to launch a special series entitled Keeping America Strong. In the 20th century, William Shatner took us off on a voyage into the universe to experience what life is like on other planets. But now, here in the 21st century, he is back to explore what life is like right here on our own planet. This is all part of a series that we call Keeping America Strong. And part of Keeping America Strong is keeping corporate America's computing technologies operating at peak performance. But how do we do that when computer code has actually outgrown its capacity and executable programs are taking too long? Well, for that answer, we go to today's guests who should know because they are the originators of supercomputer compatible cluster computing on the Mac. They have six years of experience writing high-performance computing code and harnessing the power of clusters. Their award-winning work is taking companies to a whole new level, and we're about to find out exactly what this is all about. They are from a company known as Dowger Research, which is headquartered in Huntington Beach, California. And specifically, this is a company that specializes in high-performance scientific and cluster computing. And if you don't know what cluster computing is, you're just like me, and we're going to find out together. First on my left, I'd like you to meet the president of the company, Dr. Dean Dowger. Dr. Dowger, Thank welcome. You. And on his left is uh, Kevin Sinclair, who's the vice president of operations. Two computer geeks who seem like really <laughs> normal guys. Let me ask you, number one, why would a company or anyone want to make use of cluster computing? 
And in that answer, tell me what cluster computing is. Well, the idea of cluster computing is basically you take your individual computers, say your personal computers, and combine them together to be able to tackle a larger job that no one computer could do alone, and to tackle that larger job faster or more efficiently than one computer could do alone. So in effect, you can take a bunch of small personal computers, and by connecting them together, build a supercomputer. Yes, is that that's right. right. And essentially your own personal supercomputer, if you want. Right. One that you use just yourself or, you, or just with your group of friends or things like that. And what kind of problem does that solve? Well, I mean, there's a, a large span of problems that, that can be um, addressed. There's sort of two categories I, that I could, I could describe, say, in the uh, scientific or technical problems, very large calculations uh, for um, scientific problems, as well as, say, uh, digital video or digital special effects. Uh, where you're dealing with um, large amounts of data that has to be processed for like just to be able to edit a program together like this or for uh, putting together intros. Or for doing a techno you know, high-tech yeah. movie special effects and things like yeah, that's that. That's right, like Star Wars Episode Three. Exactly. Let's say. What are some other examples of how clustering computing can be, what can be used? Cluster computing can be used uh, certainly in a technical arena, it's sort of like in aerodynamics or thermodynamics problems, uh, problems they're solving for the space community. Um, could even be used in uh, applications such as just general number crunching. If you're looking at probability uh, statistics, uh, sort of those realms, we've seen customers use uh, Pooch uh, for applications such as that. Well, you just mentioned the name of the software. I should, we should point out the product you've created is called Pooch. Yes. <laughs> I love the, the name. <laughs> the Pooch what, application. How did you come up with the name? Um, well, basically. It's well, an acronym, isn't it? Uh, yes, an acronym, Parallel Operation and Control Heuristic Application. And uh, <laughs> right over my head, <laughs> right over my head, yeah. there it goes. Okay. The, the idea came about that you have the, the software is on, existing on these nodes, and it, it responds to commands. It responds to launching applications, taking files, responding to the files, and, and does it obediently, of course. Right. Yeah, I just want to clarify, actually, that when we reference a node, it's actually just an individual computer. It'd be like a desktop computer that somebody might have at, uh, you know, say, your standard uh, company. Okay. And you know, it'd be connecting those nodes or individual computers together to make your supercomputer or your cluster. One of the big advantages, I understand it, is that for or large organizations that have a lot of computers in their building, in their facilities, at nighttime, when everybody goes home, it really is possible to wire all these community laptops together, which isn't hard, by the way, and have these tremendous problems being solved overnight while other people aren't using the computers, right? That, yeah. Yeah, and that's the beauty of, of it because you have an underutilized resource that's going to sit idle for maybe 12 to, to 15 hours when, when your workforce isn't there, and you could have, say, a you know, person in your company that needs to solve a large problem and you don't have capital resources to fund a large supercomputer for your company. And so you can use these underutilized assets at night and you can actually perform those tasks that are just you know, monumental that you would need a supercomputer resource for on assets you already have. It, it, it's, it's a winner for a company that you know, needs to utilize assets it already has and it, and it can bring sort of a new realm of uh, development for a company. We should point out, again, as we mentioned before, this really is, is dependent on the Mac system, the Macintosh computers. Why is, does it work better on the Mac than on, on PCs? Why, why have you built this for the Mac? Well, really, the, what the Macintosh platform provides is that each node is very consistent and very reliable in between each one of these machines. We know people who use, say, Intel-based hardware who run into problems because one piece of commodity 
hardware is like a network card that's slightly different from any of the others. And so it takes a long time to be able to track these kinds of things down. We know people who are skilled in the industry, it would take two weeks to put these kinds of things together. But literally in minutes, I can put together a cluster of the same size uh, on the Mac platform using our Pooch software. And the Mac OS is very stable, and that's oh, one yes. of the reasons it makes us so effective. Yes, yes, very rock solid and very and secure. This brings up another point where you have this asset that you wouldn't normally be using, and you also don't need a staff now to maintain that asset, where if you were to go out and buy a dedicated supercomputer-style cluster, you'd then have to have administrative staff to, to work the issues, to make sure that it's constantly running. So by using this, it's an incredibly stable platform, it's a tremendously stable program, and you're using an asset that you wouldn't normally be using otherwise. Give me some examples of where this is being used right now. I know it's being used in computer labs and on, on college campuses. Is that the primary area right now where it's had the most use and success? That's one of the primary, our primary markets is uh, the academic market, since of course that's where our background is and that's, right. where, that's where we got started. Right. And so, um, you want me to give you some examples? of Sure. Yeah. Um, for example, at uh, Berry College in Georgia, he has, say, a few G G5 Macs um, in his office, a, a professor Todd Timberlake there, um, working on high energy particle physics. During the summers, um, he uses the iMacs that are in a neighboring computer lab when the undergraduates are not using it, for example. Uh, and I know people at, say, uh, UC uh, San Diego, who um, he runs a program called P. Mr. Bayes, he, uh, Professor Holzenbeck over there, um, in the biology department, that works on the, uh, determines the evolutionary paths between different species based on their DNA. And so he's a, I mean, some remarkable This is pretty sophisticated <laughs> right. stuff we're talking about, but you know. There's some very interesting research there yeah. that he, he sees Pooch as the easiest way to be able to put together clusters. He, this UCSD professor promotes, helps for, sometimes promote this, um, accidentally or intentionally, um, that uh, this is the easiest way to go to be able to, and the most effective and the most efficient, most economic way to go, to be able to make use of that kind of computational hardware. And in order to put this into action, it simply is just plugging an Ethernet wire into the two computers and hooking them together that way? It, it would take no, it? no additional networking that what you would to have getting email to machine or surfing the Internet. It's that yeah. simple. If the is it also possible to hook up computers via the internet? Oh yes, yes. We've uh, I mean, we've connected things. We've connected computers back to say UCLA, which is where this uh, right. project started. Um, say from Washington D.C. or Toronto, Canada. My distance record is right now outside Munich, Germany, six thousand miles away back to UCLA. So, so trying to solve one problem, you you've got computers here and computers on the other side of the world, all working together. That's correct. Building yeah. that's the cluster. Yeah. That's right. I mean, this sounds fantastic. Yeah. And again, I'm not in your arena on this, but you know what you're doing. Uh, what kind of reaction have you, have you been getting from people who are aware of what you're doing? Well, I mean, when they, sort, when they see the software in action, when they actually try it out and, or, or when they see a demonstration of it, let's say, their sort of eyes open up like, wow, you can actually do that. And, you know, it, it's sort of an in, in, in enabling and empowering type of, type of technology because people can say, I can actually do this. I don't have to go to some to some like large supercomputing center to be able to make use of these kinds of resources. I can just do it myself. And yeah. so this is the kind of thing that we want to encourage and, and help. I think part of that is the, the drag and drop ease of use. It's, it's sort of that Apple friendly uh, notion wow. that, that you can really create your cluster uh, very easily. You know, and you, you can have people in their own homes that have a few machines that are they're doing supercomputing per se. And it, uh, it, it, it's easy it, and it's there. Well, it sounds great. We'll have a demonstration of this, but for the time being, it's a, obviously a very intriguing, intriguing thing that you've come up with, and uh, obviously it's great hearing about it.
Thank you. Thank you. You're looking at the logo identifying an intriguing software program created by our guest, Dr. Dean Dalger, the president and CEO of Dalger Research, which is headquartered in Huntington Beach, California. This is a company that specializes in high-performance scientific and cluster computing. We've learned a little bit about what cluster computing is now. Now we're going to have an actual demonstration to see how effective this program is, how simple it is to use. Now, Dr. Dowther, and also obviously here, also here with me is Kevin Sinclair, who's the Vice President of Operations for Dowther uh, Research. Welcome again. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about, and show me a little bit about it, actually how simple this program is to use. Okay. And, and we should re repeat and reiterate the fact it involves linking multiple Macintosh computers together to, in effect, build a supercomputer. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's right. So, uh, well, I, well, I usually like to start and, and with... And what we have here, oh, by yes. the way, what oh, yeah. we have. Sorry. Right down here next to our desk, uh, you, obviously you have a, uh, a Mac laptop on, on the uh, desk here, and down underneath us know. is a G5 computer, one of the That's Mac right. G5s. Okay. And we've gone ahead and connected together with uh, a typical uh, Ethernet switch. Uh, just a couple of Ethernet cables, and so okay. that's the extent of the hardware and assembly that we did. This, this was all set up in just a matter of minutes, very yeah, simple. That's exactly right. Uh, it took no more than five minutes to set yeah, this up. That's, that's right. right. And we're ready that's to roll. And in effect, what do we have now? Well, what we formed here is a computing cluster, and basically a larger computer that's formed out of the member machines that, that we just joined together here. Is there a term to use of how powerful this would be? Uh, this would be, well, I mean, a three pro in this case, a three-processor cluster. Uh, and we'll get an idea of actually how powerful it is by, with, with, the, uh, with, the, with the benchmark software. What you're going to show us. All right. Yeah, that's right. We can get a shot of the laptop screen here. So let's, let's see what, what you're going to do yeah, and how right. Pooch works. Okay. All right. So the, uh, the first thing I'd like to show is actually an example application, something that, that takes a certain amount of uh, CPU time, and uh, it produces a nice graphical output called uh, sort of a, a fractal benchmark, basically. And does a Z to the Z fourth iteration, something a little more um, complicated. That I thought it produced a nice output. But it adds up how many floating point operations it does and times itself to be able to, to, be able to gauge what kind of performance it gets. And um, what it, it's, it's showing in the, in the upper left there, it's showing uh, 949 megaflops. And this is, this is just using my PowerBook here. If I go ahead and use the vector unit that's in here, well, I, I wanted to go faster, so I go ahead and use the processor that's here, I get about five gigaflops or so. But even if, if I had a second processor, it could make use of that, but that's only another factor of two. If I want to get outside the box, if I want to get beyond a factor of two, I need to use parallel computing, and therefore I need to use Pooch. So let's see how long, right now, Pooch is not installed, and so here's the Pooch Pro installer. And um, that I'm going to, and I'm going to show you how long it takes to install Pooch on the soft, on okay. the system. So, this is how long it takes to install Pooch. That's it. Yep, that's as long as it takes. <laughs> it's installed. <laughs> wow. So literally, so you can do that on every single machine that you have, and every on each single node. We call we identify this as a node, and the other machine as a node. Okay. And and so uh, we can go ahead and say log into the. Uh, in, into the cluster. To be able to create a new job, I select new job from the file menu, and this opens up a new job window. On the left is a, a, will, is a file pane that holds an executable and some input files that will be copied over to the machines listed on the right and uh, launched as a parallel job there. And so I can go ahead and click on, say, select app to be able to navigate through the file dialog and, and, and try to figure out where my executable is. But I really don't prefer doing it that way. I prefer using uh, drag and drop. So 
how many other parallel computers can you think of that you can launch using drag and drop? There, there really aren't too many. <laughs> You've just brought them together. Now, yeah, well, at that point, just that simpler. So uh, that's I've included I've included the executable in the job, and if I want to select some nodes, I can go ahead and click on select nodes, and then Pooch use, uh, discovers the other machines that are out on this on this network and finds out their their IP addresses and their names to be able to talk to them and say, gee, are they if they're running a parallel job, it would show up in red letters as busy, but they're actually okay in this case and so and it finds out other information like how much RAM they have and how much disk space they have you know gives a recommend and uses that to recommend which nodes are good to run on but if I want to go ahead and use uh, these nodes I can just drag and drop some nodes in here and so now I've, I've selected that I'm going to combine the my, my other node my uh, my dual processor machine over there with my laptop here right. and so to be able to launch the job this is all I do now is click launch job so the copy is executable if it launches successfully it barks and reports back, and then it passes control to the fractal program to be able to um, report on the performance that it, get, that it gets. And so what I can see is that it, it actually cut out the problem into multiple pieces to make the problem you know, um, uh, large enough. I'll be able to uh, show a significant performance increase, and it gets about 10 gigaflops. So that's um, at least that's a substantial performance increase from what I had before. Well, I can see it worked yeah. a lot faster. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what all you're saying. Yeah. I'm glad it's got all those gigaflops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, so. but in other words, by putting all this, harnessing the power of these two computers together, it worked like that. That's right. That's it's right. what we call BAM power. It's <laughs> exactly that's what right. it is. And, and with this, you wouldn't be limited to tying just these two computers together. You'd be able to tie other computers in from anywhere on the internet, basically, so you could use resources, say, in, in one campus of, of one corporation to another campus of the same corporation. They wouldn't have to be in the same room or on the same floor of the building. I mean, that's what is, seems so fantastic and so amazing, that you can link all of these computers together so simply, yeah. really, yeah. and harness all of this computing power to be able to, I guess, obviously, you're, you're tackling very, very heavy projects, heavy-duty yeah, projects. These right? are, you have to have a, a challenging, mathematical, intensive problem that you're going to be tackling. You know, the, the thermodynamics problems come in, the aerodynamics problems come in, the heavy probability situations. Uh, Dean worked a lot of physics-type uh, situations that you know, required heavy mathematical, intensive applications that required the, the, you know, the horsepower, per se, of, of multiple machines to, to accomplish the task. Dean, let me ask you something. I know this is your baby. You developed this. How long was this in the workings before you, you really got it figured out? Well, I mean, we got our start back in 1998, back at uh, the you physics were at UCLA. Museum. That's right. right. Well, right. when I was a graduate student there, right. I worked with uh, a couple of my colleagues there, Victor Desick and Peter Cochlear, um, over there to be able to cluster this together. We just sort of had this idea. We were rummaging through the features of the Mac OS, and we, we figured out these we discovered these ways of communicating between nodes, and we said, hey, you know, we have these codes that are already running on the big supercomputers like the Craze, the Fujitsu's, the IBM SPs, the giant machines of the world. We're already running there. What if we wanted to run them on our own Macs instead? And so we wrote the support software to be able to put this together and make use of it. And that's how I actually did my entire doctoral dissertation, was using the implementation we put together. And other people around the world began to use it, and so it became much more widely used. Um, even Apple Computer gave us publicity along the side. I was going to say, what about the it's people wonderful. at Apple? How they reacted when they when they heard about what you oh. were doing? <laughs> the closest at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Right now, that's yeah. right. Okay, <laughs> In my shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, how have the people in, in, at Apple reacted? They're very enthusiastic. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of wows and 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 very happy faces in this. Yeah. I mean, I have an, I have a number of sort of heroes at Apple who are very supportive of, of what we're doing, and and I, we appreciate that quite quite a bit. I mean, really, when you come right down to it, you you are building a a, a massive supercomputer at a fraction of the cost of what it would. What a supercomputer costs. Yeah, right. that, that's a that's a big winner for using Pooch. You know, a lot of these areas that try and get these large supercomputing dedicated resources, you're going to be talking power issues. You're going to be talking thermal issues, trying to cool all the machines. And so this is where you can use the desktops that might not be used at some other time, say in the evenings or on the weekends. And it, Dean in particular ran into this problem where you know, you, you have to get in the queue on a lot of these supercomputing centers. And so you know, in a lot of time frames, you don't have time to wait to for your queue time to to arrive. And so if you have a resource such as this that you can create simply on the fly with resources that you have, um, it's just going to be phenomenal. You're going to get your job done quicker, and you're going to accomplish your goals faster. And I, you know, it's just a winner for companies that could be in a crunch like that to accomplish their goals quicker with resources that really work for them. Now, you're based in Los Angeles. I mean, your company's headquartered in Huntington Beach. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you went to UCLA. You're near Hollywood. Have, have many people in the Hollywood community caught on to this yet? I mean, there, there are people, there, there's a number of people who've um, queried with us, who yeah. we, we've, talk, we've talked with. Uh, for example, the Home and Garden uh, Network, they, yeah. they wanted to uh, use Pooch to be able to, with, with their video editing software. I have um, a purchase from uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas, where they, they were um, looking to uh, put together their Macs to be able to do the various kinds of video, uh, video editing and uh, video overlays that they do um, over there for like their very big displays in Las Vegas and so forth, and using Pooch to do it. So it has a lot of applications oh, in yes. the video effects field, yeah. but uh, obviously there are lots of other fields that this has huge potential for. Huge potentially, and part of it, and Dean has been working tremendously on creating a, a whole suite of tutorials to get people familiar with the clustering concepts and get people familiar with how to write code and write applications for even more uh, areas that, that you know haven't been explored that could benefit from uh, using clusters and, and accomplishing tasks that could take you know hours, uh, maybe take minutes. Well. You know, I think it's fascinating. I've learned something. Thank you very much. What's next? Pooch 2 coming next? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a version, uh, Pooch Pro, that... Um, that's sort of what it is, Pooch Pro. The Pro version of Pooch, um, where that's uh, meant for the larger clusters, for clusters that do have, say, one administrator. Pooch regular is for, say, like one user using his, own, his or her own cluster, right. or maybe a few people who know each other, know how to share the resources. Pooch Pro is for people who don't necessarily know how to share resources. And um, and then like and so it has CPU time regulation and so forth. Gentlemen, thank you very much. All right, thank you. You are tuned to Heartbeat of America. So stay with us as Heartbeat of America presents its special edition, Keeping America Strong. By now, you're familiar with the logo of Pooch. That's the name of the software product created by Dalger Research. Uh, our guest on our show today, and Dr. Dean Dalger is with us. He is the the president, the CEO of Dowser Research, headquartered again in Huntington Beach, California. I'm really intrigued to know a little bit about how your background, how the company started. Let's let's explore all this. You obviously, I know we talked about you're going to UCLA. Tell me how all this started. Well, um, I was a physics graduate student uh, at 
uh, studying at UCLA, and I had my uh, doctoral dissertation to work on, and so that's how we led. That's our that need led to the invention of putting together this uh, kind of cluster solution. And so towards the end of my graduate career, I thought, well, people were suggesting, well, why don't you commercialize what you did in academia? And so that's how uh, Dadger Research came to be, and that's how Pooch came to be um, in, in its incarnation today. So in reality, did it take a long time to develop this program? I, I realize it was for your, you know, for your doctorate, your dissertation, so to speak. But well, actually, it was sort of done on the side, really. I it mean, was. we weren't really, there was no official funding for the work that we were doing. We were just a couple of physicists doing it on the side, just in our spare time. And, and so the, what goes into Pooch is sort of the uh, accumulation of the knowledge from everything I learned about parallel computing from uh, my colleagues at UCLA. And then um, along with our experience there, that led to the creation of Pooch. And Pooch has been slowly um, and steadily uh, growing ever since and adding more features, adding more capabilities, taking advantage of dual processors, taking advantage of more and more features on the platform and, and, and also response to uh, what customers request and customers' ideas. I mean, it's interesting that you did this starting on the Mac and every time Mac introduces a new, more powerful Macintosh computer, and the new dual computers, that just makes your program that much more effective. Oh, that's right, that's right. So we're able to make excellent use of the platform. So talk about the formation of the company itself. And, and how old is Pooch? Uh, He's a cute pup. How it, old is he? It uh, started in 2001, it, just a month after OS X uh, came out, the Unix version of right. uh, the Mac OS. And had you originally developed this for the OS 9? Um, it, the Pooch had a predecessor called Launch Den Mother and Launch Puppy, um, okay. and it was Apple Talk only back on OS 9. And so, but because of OS 10, I had to completely start from scratch, and it works completely over TCP/IP. So, therefore, in other words, it works completely over the internet uh, that way, and discovers um, over the internet as well. And it started in I started in 2001 to work on OS 10, but it also can work with OS 9. Um, and when did you realize that, that this had so much commercial potential? Well, the, the, within a few months after we made our original version, our old Apple Talk mm -hmm. version mm -hmm. uh, publicly available, people, the first people to reuse what we had done was in Toronto, Canada. There was a University of Toronto uh, made the Dartanian uh, uh, cluster. And, and so um, and then more people say in Germany, they, they, had, they, did, a, they did a video uh, of the cluster in Germany using our software and just grew and grew around the world. And we made presentations and they were encouraging us to do so to be able to propagate it further and see what happens if we made it, if we actually focused our full-time energy in it as opposed to a bunch of part-time physicists. And is that what you're doing now? Yes, that's right. I, I, I still hold a, uh, a part-time, a 20% postdoc uh, research position over at UCLA, but my primary energies are on, uh, are on Pooch as well as providing uh, consulting services to be able to help other researchers, other scientists, other people with large computational problems um, in, in any arena. Uh, to provide them services to assist them to use clusters and to be able to make use of their hardware better, faster, and more and efficiently. And those who have used it, has it has it solved their problems? Oh yes, yes. They're, they're, you know, they sing the praises uh, of it quite a bit. I mentioned that UCSD professor, yeah. um, as well as say at Swarthmore College, the the uh, the, the chair the chairperson over there, uh, Dr. Amy Bug, has has talked about how Pooch is so great for for her physics students, teaching them how to do physics simulations, as well as teaching them about computer simulation and parallel. Uh, computing in general. So great, great reviews. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, listen, it's a, it's a terrific story you tell. We thank you so much for stopping right. by to tell us. I about appreciate it. this very much. Thank you.
We have been watching the operations of an organization which is doing its part to keep America strong, and we've been learning from its leaders about what they're doing to help move our country forward. This organization represents companies across our great nation that embody the spirit, dedication, know-how, and can-do attitude which has made America the great nation it is today. And now, let's present the Keeping America Strong Award. Now it's my honor to present our Keeping America Strong Award to Dr. Dean Dalger, the CEO and the President of Dalger Research of Huntington Beach, California, for the outstanding work that his company is doing to help keep America strong. Dr. Dalger, congratulations and best wishes. Thank you very much. On behalf of everyone at Dalger Research, I appreciate it and I thank you for this honor and this privilege to receive this award. Thank you. Congratulations for earning the Keeping America Strong Award, which honors innovators and leaders like you, who are the heartbeat of America. Our thanks to retired Rear Admiral Kevin Delaney for taking part in the presentation of the Keeping America Strong Award, the award that salutes small to middle-sized organizations who are helping to move America forward. For more information, visit the website dalgerresearch.com. That's it for Heartbeat of America's special edition, Keeping America Strong. Well, that's it for this edition of Heartbeat of America. I'm William Shatner. Thanks for watching.